Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We have been looking through these 10 features that made up the image of God in man. And we have looked really at quite a number of the 10 features that makes up this image of God in man. And we say that these 10 features are the features that liken humanity to God, separate them from other animals. And these are the features that allow us to be able to do what God wants us to do, to be kings and queens under God on earth. So what we are going to do is to look through all the 10 features. Again, first, we send man is capable of speaking. Number two, writing. Number three, creativity. Number four, gift of reasoning. Number five, free capacity to make rational decisions. Number six, ability to choose between right and wrong. Number seven, possession of conscience. Number eight, man can experience heartfelt emotion. Number nine, humanity's inherent religious inclination. And number 10, the fact that humanity possesses immortal soul. And remember, now we have gone through the first six and now we are on number seven. Number seven is the fact that humanity, men and women, they possess a conscience. And this is related to number five. Remember, number five talks about our free will capacity to make rational decision. And number six talks about our ability to you know, you choose between right and wrong. So this number seven is related to number five and number six. Remember what we said, a whole lot of these things are really, really related to one another. The Bible revealed that man was given a conscience in the beginning as part of him and her being created in the image of God. The fact that humanity, both the male and the female, were given a conscience. Let's read from the book of Romans chapter 2. We read verses 12 to 16, Romans chapter 2, verses 12 to 16. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness and they are taught the mean while accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when the Lord, when God shall judge the secret of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So you can see over there that the Bible talks about the fact that it was talking about the people that don't have the law, but there it was talking about the fact that they have a conscience. He said it shows the work of the law written in their heart, their conscience also bearing witness. And this is very important. Conscience can be described as a moral sense of right and wrong. You can see how that is related to what we have done before. So our conscience is our moral sense of right and wrong. The Greek terms for conscience occur more than two dozen times. In the Bible, in Biblical says, conscience is an internal rational capacity that bears a witness to what we already know. Our internal rational capacity is bearing witness to what we already know. In other words, our conscience is kind of like our value system. 
It is important for us to know that conscience is to be subordinate to and informed by the will of God and by the revealed word of God. Therefore, conscience is only trustworthy to the degree that it is informed and to the degree that it is ruled by the will of God, to the degree that it is, the rule, it is ruled by the word of God. So in, in other words, our conscience, we can only depend on our conscience to, us, to the degree as which it is influenced by the word of God and therefore help us to choose the will of God over our own will. To willfully act against godly conscience is a sin. Remember, obviously, like we said about all these features in the beginning, they were righteous, they were pure, obviously, in the fall they have been defiled. We need to understand that our conscience is trustworthy to the degree to which it is under the influence of righteousness and under the influence of the word of God. But if we have a godly conscience, and a godly conscience is one of those value systems, one of those, if you can call it, you know, a security system, warning system that can tell us when we are in or out of the will of God. But here we are talking about a godly system. A godly conscience. Remember, we are going to talk about it. There can be other conscience, okay? Our conscience as humanity has been affected and affected, okay? This is very, very important. The need for morality is acknowledged universally by humans all around the globe. Even unbelievers, their conscience can actually prick them. Their conscience can tell them what is good or what is wrong. But our conscience can be polluted. Our conscience can be subverted. In fact, the conscience of humanity as a whole has been polluted and subverted in the fall. Beware. We hear a lot of conscience talk nowadays. People talk about appealing to the conscience on moral issues. People talk about defending the right of the conscience. It depends on what type of conscience you are talking about. Are we talking about a godly conscience here? Or are we talking about a conscience that has been polluted or subverted by, you know, other ideology, okay? And we need to be very, very very careful here, whether we are talking about a conscience that can be subverted by contemporary ideology or whether we are talking about a conscience that is under the rule and under the, the, the reign of righteousness and the word of God. Sin can cause our conscience to become seared, corrupted, and therefore unreliable. We need to understand that. And when you read through the scripture, the scripture tells us that there are different types of conscience. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 talks about good conscience. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience and of faith on faith. So there can be good conscience. Yes, good conscience is a conscience that is under the rule and under the reign of the word of God. And 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 talks about pure conscience. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 says, I thank God whom I serve from my forefather with a pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Good conscience, pure conscience, those are good consciences. Those are consciences that are under the influence of the word of God. But the Bible talks about weak conscience. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 12. But when you sin so against the brethren and wounded their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Just like people can have strong faith and weak faith, 
People can have weak conscience. They are Christians, but their conscience has not been renewed by the word of God. So we have good conscience, pure conscience. We have weak conscience. We can also have dead, the Bible says, dead conscience. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, put your conscience from dead works? To serve the living God. The unbeliever with respect to the things of God have dead conscience. So the Bible says that our conscience need to be purged from dead works. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit when we got born again. Dead conscience. A conscience that is dead to God, that is insensitive to the presence and the word and the leading of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 talks about evil conscience. Now we are moving on now to the negative Evil conscience, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. So conscience can be evil. And we are saying here that conscience is not the final arbiter. Yeah, conscience is very important. Our conscience is part of the content of the image of God in, in man. And our conscience allows us to be able to fulfill the will of God and to be able to carry out our destiny on earth. But the conscience has been polluted, the conscience has been subverted, the conscience has been corrupted in the fall. But in redemption by the grace of God, God is come to purify our conscience to make it strong but we need to understand that there can be dead conscience if a conscience is not yet been under the influence as it were of the washing of the water by the word of god by the holy spirit or even an evil conscience a conscience that is not even being bothered by evil timothy chapter 1 verse 15 talk about a defiled conscience Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. A conscience can be defiled. Just like you can be defiled by sin, when we expose ourselves to sin, okay, initially our conscience may be pricking us, but after some time the conscience can be defiled, can be polluted. And also that goes on with the last one when it, we talk about the seared conscience. A conscience can be seared with a hot iron is is seared it's not sensitive against first timothy chapter 4 verse 2 speaking lies in hypocrisy having their conscience seared with a hot iron now what we are saying here essentially is that we are saying here that conscience yes it is true that our conscience is very very important our conscience is our value system our conscience can accuse us and our conscience can excuse us. Our conscience as it were should be our warning sign. And God has given that to humanity. Now, our conscience is not our spirit. Our conscience is not the Holy Spirit. It's part of the image of God in us. Just like we have talked about all this other content. And our conscience is there to to prick us, to warn us, to hold us back or to agree with us. But such conscience will only do that to the degree to which we are actually open and under the influence of the word of God, a pure conscience, a good conscience. And those are the type of conscience that God wants us to have, a godly conscience. Hallelujah. If, if, as a child or as a husband or as a wife, nobody may be there to, 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 to see us, but our conscience can, can tell us, no, don't do that. Okay, we talk about guilty conscience. When people do things that are wrong, they have a guilty conscience. Their, their conscience 
prick them. Their conscience tells them that is not the right thing. So our conscience can be used of the Holy Spirit. Our conscience is part of our inner reality that actually tell us if it is under the influence of the Holy Spirit, if it is under the influence of the Word of God that can actually tell us that we are doing what is right or we are doing what is wrong. But remember what we said. We are talking here about godly conscience. We are talking here about pure conscience. We are talking here about good conscience. Praise the Lord. But remember that even as a Christian, if we are not careful, our conscience can be defiled. Our conscience can be defiled if we expose ourselves to evil reports, if we expose ourselves to evil thoughts, if we expose ourselves to sin, if we expose ourselves to wrong ideology, our conscience can be defiled. Our conscience can be polluted. And then our conscience will not be able to function and do that for which God has created it to do, which is to actually be a form of check and balances in our life. This is the reason why some people will do bad things and they don't have any feeling. Their conscience is not pricking them. Okay, this is why a nation, the corporate conscience of a nation can be that which is against God because the, the, the nation has been sold onto wrong ideology, has been sold onto wrong thinking, defiled conscience. In the Old Testament, you know, the Benjamin might, they did something that was so evil. In the, I don't want to go into the detail of that because it's not anything edifying. It was so evil. But it was so evil that the whole nation did not even see what they have done wrong. It has to do with the sexual sin. They didn't even see what they've done that is wrong. But the other 11 tribe rose up against their brother. And that is a situation where the conscience of a whole tribe has been corrupted, where the conscience of a whole tribe has been defiled. And unfortunately, we are living in a world now where the conscience of people have been defiled by evil and wicked ideology. We are coming to a point now where we are saying black is white and we are saying white is black. We are coming to a point now where we profess to be wise, but we have become what? Foolish. And we have coming to a point now where we don't even know who is a male, who is a female. We are using all sorts of confusing pronouns to actually, you know, address one another. I mean, a whole lot of these things are pure common sense. But when the conscience has been polluted, when the conscience has been seared, when the conscience has been born with hot iron, there's no feeling. There's no sensitivity. But in Christ Jesus, by the grace of God, our conscience can be restored as we allow, as it were, the Holy Spirit to walk upon us, as we allow the Word of God to wash us, as we allow the Holy Spirit to correct, to rebuke, to instruct, to teach, and to equip, our conscience will begin to be renewed. And this is very, very important. Conscience is very important. Conscience is not the Holy Spirit. Conscience is not the ultimate, you know, um, I would have put it, the ultimate yes 
or no. But our conscience has been given to us as human beings to help us, to help us live a righteous life, to help us live a holy life, to help us live in a righteous community, to help us live in unity. If you have a good conscience, you won't do unto others what you don't want others to do unto you. You will want to do that which is pleasing unto God, a good conscience, a godly conscience, a pure conscience, an undefiled conscience. And that is what God wants us to have. And you see, the thing is that the Bible says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But if we confess our sin is faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And our conscience is one of the first things that will start telling us what you've done is wrong. The way you spoke to that your wife is wrong. The way you spoke to your husband is wrong. The way you spoke to your children is wrong. You know what you did there is wrong. Our conscience accusing us or excusing us. And then if that happened, we can go back and say, you know what? I was wrong. Okay. But if our conscience accuses us of some things and we don't listen, it, it time will come when that conscience will be seared with an iron, and it becomes insensitive. And then we, we it's not pliable under the hand of the Holy Spirit. And such individual will not be open to the instruction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Or like humanity, animals do not possess an innate moral sense of right and wrong. An innate moral sense of right and wrong. And where we read, look, even people, you know, people usually ask this question what about people that have never, you know, heard about Jesus Christ? No, there are, there are standards, there are righteous standards that those people have come to know. Every single one of us has been exposed to a godly standard in that type of culture that that individual is. Our conscience is an innate universal moral sense of what is right and what is wrong. The Bible says that they know what is right. So even the people that have never heard of Jesus Christ, there's a revelation of God that has been given to those individuals that God is going to judge them by. And they have a universal you know, moral conscience of rightness and wrongness that actually determine or that can set a compass for them as if the law of God is written in their heart. So God is righteous and God knows how to judge each individual. But we are saying that unlike humanity, animals do not possess this innate moral sense of what is right and what is wrong. There's no evidence to show that animals possess conscience, okay, that their, cons- <laughs> and their, that their conscience doesn't smite them. Okay, like when we do things wrong, I will say, my conscience smite me. No, we don't have any evidence to show that animals do that. You remember what we said the last time? Okay, the conscience of the lion doesn't smite him or her when he has killed another animal for, for, for lunch or for supper. No, that doesn't happen. Or that goat, like we said, that ate your cake that you left on the table just because you went in to get a bottle of water. The goat doesn't have a conscience to smite the goat or the cat that scratch you or the dog that bite the bystander, they don't have a conscience that will smite them. But our conscience as humanity is one of the image of God in man, one of the image of God in woman, one of the image of God in humanity. But all these features that we've mentioned, they have been corrupted in the fall, but in redemption, they have been restored. And as a child of God, 
as you as we get born again, our conscience will begin to be restored by the grace of God, and that conscience can help us in this journey of righteousness in this journey of holiness. And if you are listening to me tonight and you are not yet born again, I want you to know that God loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Look, this world is rushing to a close. See what is happening around us. This world will come to an end. And the only people that will spend eternity with God are those people that have received him as their deliverer, as their savior, as their Messiah. You can do it today. Do it right now. Go to him. Admit that you are a sinner, that you are a rebel, that you need help. Ask him to save you. He will. He will take the, the dead conscience, the dead spirit out of your heart. He will give you a living heart a living spirit and then he will give you his own spirit and when this is all over you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth we sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on youtube maranatha teaching channel they will bless you thank you